This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Tomorrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, board op producer of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is the executive producer of the other side of midnight and overnight newsman, the one and only Alex Barnard is here. So now, this time, it's as always. I'm here with you, right? Listen, yeah. the past is the past. We move forward. Also with me, as always, the associate producer, the overnight sportsman, the phone screener, telephone talent coordinator, the one, the only, Kenny is here. Yo! Every day I'm going to call you Kenny, Ken, Different Kenneth, name. the runway model. Dude, just do like Bob. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I was Kevin, say that. Yeah. you know, Phil, <laughs> Rob, whatever names he makes up for you for that day. This, of course, the darker side of midnight where we tell you what Frank won't tell you on the other side of midnight. It is now January 30th. It is 5.16 in the morning. We have just finished doing the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. It is Monday morning, and we all fucking hate Monday mornings. Yes or no? Absolute worst. 100%. Meanwhile, Frank's like, this is the best day of the week. I don't know what he's talking. Well, Frank even said... Like he has to get into the back into the swing of things from being like a normal person on the weekend and now back and readjusting to the overnight hours. Dude, we have one day to do that because Literally. we come in a lot earlier than Frank does. See, exactly. we do an eight hour shift. Mm-hmm. Frank comes in. I'm not going to say Frank only does four hours because he doesn't. He does prep for the show at home. He comes here and he preps for the show before the show. So it's not like he just gets on the air and does four hours. He does research and prepare for the show. But at the same time, has Frank said that he watched the Eagle game and he watched the Chief game? We didn't get to watch any of the Chief game. Nope. Because we have to be here. And another thing that people fail to realize... Yes. Is that we do start on Sunday night. That is correct. When everybody else, on a Sunday, you're kicking back. That's the day of recovery. True. That's the day you get ready for the work week on Monday. That's right. And you get to chill and you get to go to bed at a good time. We got to get on trains and drive and planes and <laughs> get the hell over here. It is true. Planes. And go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right. I guess if you're flying from somewhere, you come right to work. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's true. It, it is tough. I've always I've said this a million times. We get one full entire day that we are not here because even though people for some reason always think that we have like, oh, you guys have Fridays off. Lucky you. No, 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 no. We're still here Friday morning. Nope. And then you got to go home and then you got to go to sleep at some point and then wake up and then try to readjust so you can have sort of a normal Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then once you have your normal Saturday, well, guess what? 
Sunday comes, and now guess where you got to go at 9 p.m.? Here, we got to come into work at 9 o'clock on Sunday night. And that is the rigors of working a five-day-a-week overnight schedule. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is the way it is, and it's not easy. And if you can't fucking take it, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. That's what I said. Dude, the best was one of my friends was like, bro, at least you have, like, all of during the day to do stuff. Oh. No. No, you don't. I'm you never do. you moron. I hate when people say, you know, I worked an overnight job years ago, and my mom said that to me when I was still living at home. I, mean, I was in my early 20s, whatever, however old I was, something like that. And she said the exact same thing. I worked midnight to 8.30 a.m. And she goes, well, you have the whole day. I'm like, no, I don't have the whole. Like, <laughs> you go all. to, let's say you go to sleep at 11 p.m. and wake up at 6.30. I go to sleep at, say, 10, p- 10 a.m. and wake up at 7 p.m. I don't have an entire day of doing things. Yes, it is possible to do things earlier in the morning, and if I don't have to be at work until midnight, yeah, I could technically go to bed at, let's say, noon and wake up at 7 or 8 p.m., and that'll give me time. But you don't have all... People think like like they do. Like They think it's like a day off. Like like our day is a day off because you have the during the day. No, no, no. We have to sleep, and I've said this a million times. We work 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., like a normal person or normal working hours is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So just fast forward that, and it's the same It's the same thing. So I go to sleep by the latest 11 a.m. to wake up at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm really pushing it, for me, 7 p.m. Because that's like really the latest with, with, that I can wake up in order to get here. Because I don't live close, so I have to drive and I have a little bit of a drive, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is how it is, and I am used to it now. I have, I have accepted the fact that during the week it is sleep, work, wake up, go back to work, sleep. That, that's it. I have accepted that fact that during the week I cannot do anything else, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, for me, I squeeze in the gym, so like. I force myself to go to bed virtually like when I get home. Right. I try to eat quick and then get into bed, get up at like 3.45, pack all my shit up. I literally have an hour to myself to rush, pack everything, eat a meal, pack a meal, make food if I have to, and then I get to the gym and then I have like an hour and a half to two hours, and then I have to shower real quick, drive to the train, walk to the train, like drive to park. Walk. I can't I can't it's, it's a bunch of shit. Man. I can't imagine. I mean, Frank talks about this that, you know, Frank's got a baby now that he has to take care of. So he has to wake up. I know Frank leaves here and does go home and go to sleep because mm-hmm. he's up by like two, three o'clock. Yeah. Has to take it. care of the baby, prepare for the show, and then do it all over again. And he doesn't sleep a lot. Yeah, that's a pretty uh that's a pretty egregious schedule. I mean mine's you know, mine is is kind of all over the place for weekends, I will say. You know, I'm uh I wake up a little earlier Fridays, maybe go to sleep a little earlier Friday night, Saturday night, and then but then I try and equalize it by waking up around the same time Sunday. Right. See that's so a- I can you know, not be dead when I'm here. Exactly. You know? Right. Even and, though I always tend to be anyway. <laughs> and and that's the problem is people that work our hours, they try to sort of acclimate over the weekend to like normal hours. 
and it does just doesn't work. Like you just can't do it. It's like trying to stay you're tired up anyway. overnight. I mean, yeah, you're gonna yeah. be tired at, at some point. You're not gonna sleep. That's why I'm so petrified of not being able to fall asleep because I don't want to be tired when I'm here. And it, virtually, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen at some point. So with Frank having to take care of a baby, and I, I want to just touch upon this a little bit. We you know the guest that we had on last uh, early this morning, last night, whatever you want to call it. The guy had eight kids. Now Frank talks about having more kids at some point. And he's saying, look, it's tough with one. Could you imagine having two? Holy. Dude, that, uh, how's he? he they're going to have to hire someone. Yeah, that's like, yeah. full time. Dude, that guy, they must be like a factory. The guy said they were pumping out a kid every, <laughs> every year and a half. Yeah, I yeah know. man. That's I'm like, like what, what the hell? Every 18 months, new kid. Yeah, it's they, like, and they have three already. Yeah. For no, they, one, no, no. One, one, one gets birth, born, it's like, okay. Let's Time go. Time to go. <laughs> Time to go. Well, let me tell you, you something. Meet you when I get home. Yo, I had a friend. Yeah. My friend, he was the youngest of five, right? And the four, four of them in a row, the oldest one was two years older than the next one, but the rest of them, the four of them, 13 months apart. Really? All 13 really? months apart. Not even Wild. joking. Like, his brother, who was three years older than us, his birthday was in March. His next sister was April. His next sister was May, and his birthday was in June. 13 months apart. So when we were freshmen in high school, there was one of them in every grade. That's pretty That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's pretty wild. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine. Look, I don't have any kids. I Man. can't even imagine with my schedule having I'm, any I'm like doing the math right now, like 13 months apart. Four months break. That's it. For and you have for, a kid for the mom. No, no, and you have a kid. No, but think about yeah. And then yeah. you have two kids. Then you have three kids. Then you have four kids while you're pregnant. Right. Yo, my 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 Jeez. mom has three sisters and four brothers. Yeah, it's a so lot they of kids. Have a loaded house, bro. Yeah, ba- and think yeah, about yeah. it. Crazy. This is back in the day. This is like not now where it's kind of normal for parents to have a nanny. Like Frank is right. gonna have to get a nanny. If they have no another question. baby, there's no question, especially with him working these hours that he's working, he has to get a nanny. There is no way they're going to be able to handle two kids, especially when I'm going to assume that they're not going to wait much longer to have another child. Yeah. yeah. His Borgata fund is is on the on the oh, ropes it's, right it's, now. Yeah, that's that, gonna be that, the that, end that, of gray, that. That gray streak in his hair is getting is turning to white. Oh yeah, you know. He's, <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna want the kids to be too far apart in age. And Carmine's like no. over a year, a year now, whatever he is, fourteen months. He's a, yeah, he's about a year. So old. let's say they wait until he's two years old. I mean, if they had a if she got pregnant today, you know, nine months from now is October. So you go, you want to have the kids close in age. So I can't imagine what Frank is going to do them. Now, Frank talked about, and this was really stupid, um, about the AP warning against using the term oh, yeah. the French because is, is, it was insulting, they said, and that the right term, this is the weirdest thing, that the right term in, in describing the French, as in the French people, would be calling them Frenchness. That they're French nest. Yeah, that does, that's or not, French like. It doesn't make any sense. That's super it's weird. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. But here's here's my point with Frank saying it, and and I I do agree with him in this case. The French, but Frank hates when people say the Ukraine because it's just Ukraine, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people will say the Ukraine, but Frank, in his 
let me say things weird way that he always says, scrambled eggs and all the other crap he says stupidly. He goes, the YouTube. Right. So that's okay. Doesn't he For say- him to say the YouTube. It's because he says it. Does he say the Instagram or does he just say No, Instagram? he says Instagram. He, he does say Instagram. He doesn't just say the Instagram. But he no, no, but no. still says Instagram. Yeah, Which like, is stupid is enough. That? But I don't know if he thinks it's funny. I don't know if he does it on purpose to piss people off purposely. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely does. First of all, the French Revolution, the French and Indian War. Yeah. Like, I don't know what well, why are they offended I don't know by what the, the French? Well, they're well not. no, no, hang on, hang on. You're 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 messing it all up already because <laughs> those are those are Things. historical terms. Of course, you put the yeah, right. in front of but, it. But they're, they're say, saying they're, they're. I'm not defending. I'm, I'm not defending them. By what, the way, I think it's fucking stupid. Right. But what, like, what you know. they're saying is to call them the French because when you say, "Well, the French do this," or the or, right, or, but, or the or the French, you know, speak in French. I don't know. Whatever. Say, you, if you were talking, you, if you're talking about that war, you would say. Great Britain and the French fought no, in that no, war. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, well, yeah, Great yeah, Britain yeah. and, and the French, French right. fought, in, fought that in that war. war. Okay, yeah. yes. So, like, that you would how say. is that offensive at all? It's no, not. I it's don't not. get the basis of that. It's not. And nobody, the dumbest I, thing. And nobody complained about it. It's not like there was this, some yeah. Frenchman somewhere that complained <laughs> and said, Je ne sais pas the France. We are Frenchness. <laughs> That's not what they said. Somebody at the AP just decided some... Shall I, shall I, dare I say the word? <laughs> say it. So, no, do, dare God. I say the word? Say no, please don't. I'm going to jump out this word? I'm going to jump out this window if you Woke! say it. All right, I'm Woke! Check. Kenny, can you open up the window for me right <laughs> I now? I don't want to jump out the window. Yeah. Some moron at the AP decided, oh, we don't want to offend the French people, so we'll just say they are French nests. It's just stupid. French-like. Frenchish. What? They're Frenchish. Frenchish. It's oh it's, it's so dumb. But I just thought it was funny how Frank brought this up because he mentioned it. Like he goes, "I just got to bring this a story to your attention," and he's the one that always says the YouTube and hates how people say the Ukraine. Right. Which is which I guess is valid. It's like it's like Santos Jewish. Right. But right. but but here's the, the thing though. That? Like I understand like being like. Yeah, it's not the Ukraine, it's just Ukraine. But this is like one of Frank's biggest pet peeves is when people say the Ukraine. And he said this a, a, a Which, many, many, many times. How prevalent is that, by the way? The Ukraine? The people saying the Ukraine versus Ukraine. I don't think... The only person I can think of off the top of my head who says that is Kurt Sliwa. The Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, you know, I think it was more prevalent before the war. People would always say the Ukraine. But now that it, the war's been going on, and on TV they always just say Ukraine. Yeah, you just yeah, say yeah. Ukraine so and Russia. They're used to it. Right. But, it's not like the Ukraine and but Russia. But the point is, this is one of Frank's biggest pet peeves. But meanwhile, he always says the YouTube. I know. Right. So, so how is your biggest pet, pet peeve when someone says the Ukraine, but you purposely, to piss people off, call it the YouTube? Well, that's the and thing. Then, and then brag about it. Like, oh, I like to say the YouTube. Well, that's because I'm doing it differently. Yeah, I'm being different. I'm Frank Morano. <laughs> you open yeah, yeah. up the, Good morrow. You open the <laughs> Webster up, and next to hypocrite is Frank Morano. I, 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 yeah, yeah. He, embr- he also embraces that title. He does. Right. He's always like, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Which is kind of stupid. Which but... I, don't, I don't understand. Like, why would you want to be a hypocrite? Yeah, why do you it's want like, that to be a Because rat? a hypocrite, it's like... a hypocrite is, is someone who says something 
and then does the opposite of what they just said. It's like the people that that drive around with Confederate flags in their trucks. It's like you want to admit that you lost, right? You know, you know or you want to be, you want to <laughs> admit that you're like on a the white side supremacist. Of, yeah, well, now well, obviously a white supremacist, but also it's like you want to admit that you like are part of the losing side, right? Like, you know, right? You, you idiots. But, I mean, <laughs> like, like, you want to know something though? As a kid, I didn't know that. About that flag. Okay, well, yeah, that's I, You know, as a kid, because I, I watched Dukes of Hazard. The flag was painted on top of the car. The car was called <laughs> the General Lee. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it as anything but Southern pride. And then the white supremacists started using the flag. And that's why now it's banned everywhere because of that, which I understand. Right, of course. I also understand the pulling down of the statues and not flying the flag at yeah. the Capitol. Like, I get that. And all these people, the you know, you're a moron about we should be pulling down historical statues of the 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 dude. They fucking lost the war. Yeah. Why is there a statue of a guy who lost the war? Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Now, I get by by I get taking the statue and putting it in in a museum. It belongs in a museum. It doesn't be right. It doesn't be- historical. Right. right. It doesn't yeah. belong. Right. It doesn't belong out in front of the Capitol. No. Of, of because of what not. it represents. Now, again, as a kid learning about the Civil War, I still didn't get it because you used to see the Confederate flag or the stars and bars, whatever they call it, everywhere. I mean, you know, Leonard Skinner used to use it. Hell yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah, people yeah. used it, and then all of a sudden, the white supremacists took it up. As their flag, and then it was like, yeah, okay, well, now we see what this represents. And and in a way, I didn't mind that it was a Southern pride thing. I was like, oh, it's Southern pride, all right, you know. But now you can't even use it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's uh, it's, it's kind of a, it, to me, at the end of the day, it's just commemorating the fact that you lost. Right. You know? It's yeah. like exactly. having it's like having a Dallas saying I'm a loser. It's like having a da- Dallas Cowboys bumper sticker. Your team's uh, fucking trash. Why are you uh, why why are you putting that on your car? You're I labeling your car Cowboys. a piece of trash. I hate the Cowboys so much. Just because you know back <laughs> in the America's team. Yeah, back, my ass. Back in the old days, like, you know, Roger Starback days and in the early eighties with Danny White and Roger Starback and, mm-hmm. and Drew Pearson. I was a Cowboys fan when I was a little kid because back oh, then really? you, you sort of root for like the popular teams. And right, the Cowboys right, right. were popular, so you kind of root for them. But with with Jerry Jones, I hate Jerry Jones so much that every time it's just the fact that every single time the Cowboys do anything, they show Jerry Jones in the box like clapping and high fiving people, and it's like. You know, regular season game, like mid-October, mm-hmm. Cowboys get a first down. They show Jerry Jones in the yeah. box cheering, Every high-fiving. Time. And I'm like, dude, they got a first down. It's October. They're playing, you know, like the Patriots or they're playing whoever. Like it a meaningless game. Yeah, mean Detroit Lions, some meaningless bullshit game. And they're high-fiving like they, they just scored a touch, the winning touchdown at the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, when was the last time the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl? 94. That's right. I forgot about that. I which, forgot about the yeah, three, Which then that's another thing run. too. Cowboy fans are like, we're the we're America's team. We're the best. They haven't made a damn uh NFC championship game since oh, then. Yeah, because like, Tony Choco. You suck. Yeah, Romo choked so many times. He choked so many times. He was in football. Brady was in before him. 
Mm-hmm. Tony Romo retired. Brady's still playing. But then again, <laughs> you can say that about a lot of guys. Yeah. So, of course, we go off on a tangent. Right. Talk about hypocrites. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Frank also talked about, I thought this was interesting, that, uh, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, Just it's just something that Frank said that I thought was odd, that Rachel is fostering these cats that are recuperating in the garage, and Frank goes, my wife is recuperating cats. It doesn't seem like that's the right no, word. No, 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 no. It's not the right word. It's <laughs> my wife is fostering cats as they are recuperating. Right. They're not. She's not recuperating cats. It doesn't a, make any sense. It's not a transitive verb. A guy who, who a guy who who thinks he's a wordsmith. Yeah, for real. <laughs> pronounces the H that's in funny. white like Stewie Griffin. Right. It says, my wife is recuperating cats. Right, but then then he'll constantly say, but I've never pretended to be intelligent. Like, right. Like, like yeah. with his big vocab and whatnot. Right. It's like, like, yes, you do pretend to be intelligent. You pretend to be intelligent every day. <laughs> I mean, no one's buying it. Right, exactly. Especially if your wife's recuperating cats <laughs> in the garage. That makes no sense. I don't make It's great that she's doing this for cats. But yes, she's not 100%. recuperating cats. That that makes no sense. A, as it fit, this fits with the general theme of we applaud everything that Rachel does and <laughs> shamelessly mock everything that Frank does. It's not even mocking because it's true. It's it's a hundred percent true. It is a hundred percent true. It's it, this uh, recuperating cats. What does that even mean? It's not a phrase. It's, it's, it's not, not a, a word. No, you don't use sense. the word in that way. No, you don't. She's fostering cats. That all recuperated. Right. You can't recuperate a cat. You can't recuperate a person. You can take care of the person right. while they're recuperating. Exactly. Make no sense. Now, we talked about Gene Hackman and the great movies he's been in. The guy's 93 years old, man. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that is wild. I didn't realize that. I, and he hasn't really done a lot in the last couple of years. My favorite movie of Gene Hackman's. Uh, that I think is great, and Frank did talk about the Birdcage, with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Well, and I was gonna say and too, Flockhart. he he retired full stop from from acting like almost twenty years ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, the uh, last movie he was in came out in two thousand four. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like because oh, wow. uh, I was I was like I was just reading it a little while ago, like you know. But it was tw- almost twenty full years ago when he like he he retired. Yeah, he's been in a, a ton of movies, you know, for mm. many many years. I mean, I know him best before that, really, from Superman. <laughs> Same. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm a yeah. kid. I don't. I'm not like up. Gene Hackman was like not not like Tom Cruise or right. Harrison Ford. And and Frank was talking about how he turned down some pretty big yeah. roles. Hannibal Lecter. My wow. dad. Yeah. The only other thing I, I've only seen him in Superman, but my dad always used to quote the "You were picking your toes in Poughkeepsie" line from the French Connection, <laughs> right, right, which right. is why I had to 
cut it for for Frank. Like I was like, the only thing I know from the French Connection is that one line. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Frank was talking about how about him singing, and I was thinking about the birdcage because at the end, when they have to bring him out and they have to sneak him out because he's like this. Who was he? A congressman or whatever the hell he was, and they had to sneak him out of this. Uh, it was a drag club that Robin Williams and Nathan Lane play uh, gay lovers and Nathan Lane's the star of the drag show but they have to sneak out Gene Hackman and they dress him up like a drag queen <laughs> and he's singing We Are Family as they're like walking out so nobody knows who they are. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which, which is pretty funny. It's a funny, it's a really funny movie. Yeah, I've definitely seen the scenes from that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah, so yeah, Gene yeah. Hackman, he's not dead but he's, he's 93 years old. Um, now, Frank talked about this and I, I gotta be honest, this is something that I've always hated that he does because <laughs> I think it's pointless. And he talked about spoilers and spoiling movies, when people spoil movies. Now I agree on one hand, when it is a movie that somebody wants to see and they're like, don't tell me what happened, right. I won't tell you anything. Cause I don't wanna tell you anything, I want you to see it. But if you say to me, just tell me what happens, I don't care. And Frank's like, no! You have to see the movie. No, I'm going to fucking tell you. Exactly. If you tell me, just tell me what happened, I'll tell you. If yeah. you tell me, I will tell you. Now, he was playing this clip of Sarah Michelle Gellar talking about how she spoiled the sixth sense for her husband, Freddie Prince Jr. And I'm like, yeah, the reason she's talking about that movie in particular, because the entire movie really hinges on the end. If you spoil that, then you you ruin the entire movie. Exactly. Right. I mean, I will say the only other reason why she possibly would have been talking about it was because she was sitting right next to M Night Shyamalan, like in the video. Right. Why else would she be talking about this thing? Right. If if she wasn't talking to the director of that movie. Right. And I don't I don't I don't why she what you know she spoils it for her husband, and again Frank saying how he doesn't like anybody spoiling movies and Frank does do that he'll talk about a movie that's 30 years or 30 years old and go yeah for, for those of you who haven't seen it I don't, I don't yeah, want to spoil it for you dude it's 30 fucking dude. years old if you haven't seen the movie in 30 years right. that's on you dude, that is like, on you it'll at be that like point. cat on a hot tin roof and he's like <laughs> yeah. well, I don't want to spoil it for you I don't want to spoil the end like, of Mary Poppins <laughs> right. what happens well, by the way if you haven't seen the Wizard of Oz yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil oh. who the real wizard is because wow I mean this is this is earth-shaking, groundbreaking stuff here. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but at some point, uh, Judy Garland says, uh, "We, we Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore." Oh, you know, I can't believe you just told me that. Yeah, yeah, right. Or that, or the, you know, the the big spoiler, the 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 Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion, they're the guys that work on the farm. <gasps> Dude, come on, dun, dun, dun. I was gonna. As soon as I get home, I was gonna watch that. I know you were. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Yeah. There's no place like home. That's right. So I, I always thought that was stupid. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I just want to say this because we literally learned about this um, a few minutes before Frank announced it on the air. We we did get a call from Andy B's cousin who informed us that the great Andy B who did the Other Side of Midnight theme song, one of them, the first one, the original one, uh, had passed away, mm -hmm. uh, probably due to complications of Parkinson's. Andy had Parkinson's. Um, if you ever heard any of his phone calls, you could hear something 
in his voice. You couldn't hear it, obviously, when he was singing, but in his speaking voice, it was because of Parkinson's. Mm. So we knew that he we knew that he had Parkinson's, um, but we didn't know, obviously, how severe or how bad it was. Right, um, right. So a uh, big shout yeah, out the, to Andy B's family. Yeah, yeah rest, rest in peace, peace man. He Rest was, in he, peace to Andy. He was always a happy guy. Like, every time he called in, yep. Frankie, I got to show you this. You'd be playing yeah. the guitar and stuff. Oh, yeah. Phone, like, he'd say, hey, Frankie, listen to this. And he'd, he'd have his guitar, and he'd yeah. just start playing it. Frank Very would let him, dedicated to the music. Frank would let him play on. Yeah. And we'd say, hey, great, Andy, thanks. He was, he was a really, he was a great guy. He loved the show. Um, he loved doing stuff for the show. The fact that we used the song was you know, a good song. Um, so uh, RIP to Andy B and our... Uh, Blessings go out to Andy's family. And that is it for this edition of The Darker Side of Midnight. If you're listening to this podcast, you got to go to The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano and listen to that as well. Again, this goes with the show of The Other Side of Midnight, January 30th, 2023. And of course, if you haven't yet, subscribe to both podcasts so you will get it as soon as the new episode is available wherever you download your podcast. And like we always say, your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.